Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we have a juicy episode for you. <laughs> yes. Today <laughs> we're talking all about Poshmark's new features, um, if we're using them, and our thoughts on the rollout of these features. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Very dramatic. <laughs> all the fun lines today. <laughs> Got that right, Lori. (laughs) Uh, So we are going to talk about the dreaded summer slowdown. Dun, dun, dun. This is the best script ever. (laughs) I'm reading it this time. I love it. (laughs) All right, friends, join us at the table and we will spill some tea. You made it sound so juicy. Right? Like, I I just had to have fun with it. That was really fun. Oh, my gosh. I needed that right now. I am, like, punchy tired. (laughs) So, uh, Lori's got a lot going on this week, but she's very sleepy. But we're going to wake her right up with this episode. Yes, please do. This was not an episode I could bring a cocktail to. Yeah. I I need, like, I need some smelling salts. (laughs) If I had some, I'd give you some, like, through the computer. Right? I would love that. No, no. Well, it's 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 Father's Day, so I was just up early doing all the things because even though it was Father's Day, we still had our podcast to record. Mm-hmm. I still had to um, your video get my video up, mm-hmm. and um, Caitlin worked today. Oh wow! And we visited my dad, and we visited um, Jay's dad, and uh, so just like a lot of back and forth. And then Angelina's boyfriend is in town, oh. like all today. It's <laughs> a lot. But the house is nice and quiet now. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> my day was not as busy, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's good. Yeah. My day was not as busy, but it's good. Went to go see my dad at the cemetery, which is my way of celebrating Father's Day now. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Saw my father-in-law yesterday. And uh, yeah, I filmed a YouTube video like last night at 11 p.m. and uploaded it this morning. I'm so proud of you. And everybody, Daniela hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thanks to Lori. Go watch her channel, huh? Thanks to Lori. Lori was like that final push (laughs) to get me to 1,000 with that. I mean, it was just our timing, right? But I mean, I was... I'm happy that that's how it worked out because, well, it wasn't because of me. No, it was the final push. Daniela was with me in, yes, exactly, in my um, Thrift Across New England series, uh, my Rhode Island edition. Part and one. And everybody loved her. So they went and subscribed after yeah. they watched our video. That was a really fun video. It was. It was. And it's, I think some some people I'm sure enjoyed it because they listened to the podcast. So it was like, oh, it's like watching them and, you know, it's real time, how they yeah. interact with one another. And it was just, I think, the way that we did it too. And it's how we normally shop anyway. So, but to record it and show it. Yeah. And that was unplanned. I mean, I just, I just kind of walked in and Daniela had a card full of things for me. So I'm like, well, we might as well. And then I had added to it. I wasn't sure like, you know, we were, because all the carts were gone when we yes. got there, when I got there. <laughs> when you got there, so they we were gone. had one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were just sharing a cart and then we had to sort. And there was that little like 90 year old, 94 year old. sweetest. Oh, oh my gosh. She was so sweet. And she kept saying like, you guys are going to make some good money on this. Like she was thrilled. <laughs> Cute. watching us so film cute. she was so cute I wanted to interview I wanted her to be like more a part of the video but I didn't want to freak her out but she was really cute she was a hot ticket she was very sweet so congrats on that so I'm excited you. to watch you did a Q&A 
I did. I, it's it's a short 20 minute Q&A, but I asked people on Instagram because um, I felt like to come back on YouTube, I had to kind of like ease my way back into it. And I figured the easiest way to do it is a Q&A because it kind of gets me back into the swing of recording and um, sharing information and all of that. So that was I fun. love Q&As of all yeah. sorts. Like I yeah. just I love them when people do them on like a personal level and they share that side. I love I just I love Q&As because I know because they're coming from the people who watch you. So yeah, that was, it was nice. And it was a good mix of questions. Like there were some reselling related, but a lot of them were personal. And that was, that was kind of fun. So people got to see a different side of me besides the reseller side of me. And it gave me some ideas. Um, there's a lot of people have questions about my powerlifting. A lot of people have questions like about that journey. So yes. it, it was, it was fun to answer those questions. And it made me think like, I could totally use that and branch and have like a section of my YouTube where it's like vlog fitness, like meal planning, that type of stuff and just showcase that to people because I know it's a desirable topic that people want to know about. And, you know, I am certified nutrition and certified personal trainer, all that kind of stuff. I've gone through the process and going through it now, but in a different way, given, you know, health issues and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, maybe that's something that I'll decide to start documenting alongside with reseller stuff. And I think that might actually be fun for me because it breaks it up. It's not always the same thing over and over again. Like it'll be different. Oh, absolutely. I'm always like feeling like I want to break it up a little bit, you know, but I'm like, so in my routine. Yeah. Um, but I filmed a haul with Angie, which is different. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I'm excited about that. And when I was out thrifting, I don't think it was the day that I was with her, um, but I found a pair of, speaking of powerlifting, I wanted to message you because mm-hmm. they were called Savage something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was in the line at the checkout and I saw them and I just said, just the word Savage. I'm like, those are definitely powerlifter shorts. Those are definitely are. Like one they of the are. brands that Braniella would, that Braniella. <laughs> Braniella. <laughs> New name. <laughs> Daniela would grab. So anyways, and I, you know, I ran. Were they blue? Like a bright blue? No, they were just, they just, they almost look like volleyball shorts because they're Mm. really short. Um, They're like a gray pattern and they say savage, savage something with a, with like, oh, like on a patch or something on the side. Yeah, yeah. And and um, there's a brand by, uh, he's a bodybuilder slash power lifter and he has all different types of um, merch that he sells. So yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I ran the comps while I was in line and, you know, 25 to $35. That would make sense. Shorts were like 350. So I'm like, I'm going to give the, I had to try them. (laughs) If you ever find, this is for everyone that's listening. If you ever find a brand called SBD, that is like what every elite powerlifter wears. It is very expensive. I have an SPD suit, um, uh, knee sleeves, wraps, like everything. I don't have the belt. I would love the belt. But if you ever find SPD, huh. um, it's usually a not always black. You Most times they sell are black, but they have red. They have like limited edition colors they do. But the font is always red and SPD is in, is in um, capital letters. So oh, cool. you're going to look out for that. That's like competition oh. gear that people look for. So SBD. That's really exciting. Yeah. I think you should, I mean, I think you should go wherever your heart takes you with your channel. That's what we'll we'll see where it goes. So excited. So I'm excited to to watch your video. I am. Well, thank you. I'm excited Uh, to watch your haul that you just posted that I can't watch it because we're recording. Yeah. I just posted it like 10 minutes before we went live. So like 30 minutes. That will be my nighttime thing to watch. Awesome. Yep. It was just, um, Connecticut bins. 
Yeah, which I'm excited to see because I want to go. I've never been. So. On our way to Brooklyn. Yeah, they were good. They were good. I mean, impromptu in just one rotation. So there was nothing like crazy. Yeah. A but, really good experience. Good to know. Yeah. So uh, let's start with summer slowdown. Because I feel like it's that time of year where this is like a heavy topic in the community. And um, I, I will say that last year, I feel like I didn't experience a summer slowdown. I didn't experience it the year before either, but I was fairly new to reselling. So I don't think I, I can really go off that data. Mm-hmm. Last year, I feel like I had the best and even numbers wise, July and August were like my best months. Hmm. Um, this year, now we're almost done with June, which is crazy to me. Crazy. It's going to be July in a week and a half. So um, it definitely, this June started off slow. Now there are different factors, right? In this, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, last year everyone was home in the summer. Yep. Everyone was on their phone. Everyone was on their computer. Everyone was shopping. Everyone was, right? Like we were living in different worlds. This year, it's June and everyone's out. It's going to be like the roaring 20s now. I know. it's mm-hmm. Everyone is out and about and people are still shopping, but like I can feel it this time around where I didn't really feel it last year or the year before. Um, it got better this week, but those first couple of like warm weeks that people were having across the nation, I felt like it was just a lull for me. And I don't know if it was the same for you. It has been. I mean, I guess I, I usually go by like how many units I've sold in a month mm-hmm. and I mean, I averaged probably about 140, 150 units on Poshmark just exclusively. And I'm at 69 items right now. Okay. And we're on the 20th. So I'm behind. Like I should have been here about five days ago. You know, Um, I haven't listed for, I I took two days off from listing because I've been thrifting so much because of the series mm. that I've been focusing a lot on YouTube. And, and I think that's, that's coming into play for me a little bit. Um, February has been my slowest month so far in 2021. And if I look at 2020, I'm looking on seller insight right now. I have so like I figured you were looking at, yeah. Um, March, I only sold 84 total. March was my slowest month, which was, which was when everybody went home. That was when there was the most uncertainty Mm-hmm. I was up to 153 items in April, so it was quite a bounce back. And then May and June, 98 items, 107, 105 in July. And then I really didn't start bouncing back until August, really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not that that's, I only had 103 sales in January. So I don't think I had really stabilized at this time last year. I wasn't really looking at numbers the same way I do now. Yeah. I was looking at like, I, I want to make X amount of dollars and sell this amount of units and, you know, goals like that. And even what I'm doing right now is pretty like plateauish com- compared to, you know, where I was, like I would say December, January, I haven't yeah. like experienced a ton of growth, but eBay has grown a little bit for me. And yeah, I will grown, I, and I guess great. we should preface it that eBay was fantastic for me. Those two weeks that Poshmark were really slow. Like if it wasn't for my eBay sales, I would have made zero sales. Wow. Zero. Um, I maybe had like one or two like on Poshmark, but I had like a three-day period where I made nothing on Poshmark and I was still doing the same thing. So, but then I, the other thing too, like you look at units where I'm looking at the dollar amount of what I'm selling. And plus my average sale price is a little bit higher than yours. Not much, like tiny bit higher than yours. So I think that plays a part in it too. What type of items you're listing. I mean, there's all different factors that go into this, right? And it all depends on your business model. 
But for me, my higher price sales were on eBay those first two weeks. And now it's kind of flopped. Now it's on Poshmark. Um, like la- the end of last week into this this week that just went by, um, it, it's been Poshmark with the higher sales and eBay only had like two sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting how that happens. But you know, for me, this is the importance of cross-listing. Yeah, it makes me really grateful that you are cross-listing because it's it's rare that everything is doing nothing. You know, I always feel like there's one platform that's kind of picking up the slack for you if another one isn't doing so well. Um, And I just feel, I feel, I have a lot of thoughts on the summer slowdown. I mean, I personally slow down because I slow down because my kids are all home. I don't have the same schedule. Um... I, I vacation in the summer. I go away with my friend Marguerite every summer um, with the kids for a few nights. Um, I've been doing a little bit of traveling for my New England series. Like I just, I just feel like I lack the structure in the summer and um, the kids are home and it's just, it's more difficult for me to get stuff done. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I think for a lot of people, they fall into that category. And if they are um, the sole income source, right? So reselling is, is the sole income source coming into the household. Summer can be frightening for a lot of people because it does generally tend to slow down, whether it's you slowing down or the business itself slowing down a little bit. And I think it's important to remember that, yes, you may be a reseller, but there's so many other things that you can do to create revenue streams for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for my, for me personally, and I'm sure it happens to many people that are listening. Like I get nervous when I have these days that I'm not making enough sales or I'm not making any sales. And some people might be thinking, well, you have a full-time job. Why does it matter? Because I rely on this money in some capacity that I like, I, I do this because I need the funds, right? Like I'm not, mm-hmm. yes, I enjoy it and I have fun, but and can I survive on my full-time paycheck? Yes. And I have my husband, but I have now come to rely on this extra income that I I think that the second you get used to the money, you get used to the money. Like okay. you just account for it. So, right. and I also think you've gotten to the point where you, you do have daily sales. So mm-hmm. when you don't, you, you feel it, you get a little nervous and yeah. yeah and, and you have things you're saving for right now. Exactly. And they're, you know, like this money that I make every month, I make double a student loan payment from this money. So I'm making over a thousand dollar payment every single month. I have to have that because my goal is to pay that off before 30 years. Like that is my goal with the amount of money that I have, that I have to pay back for my, for my mass, my undergraduate and graduate degree. So, you know, these are financial things that I've set for myself. Um, I try not to touch my regular paycheck to pay my student loan because I'm using my regular paycheck to pay my other bills and mm-hmm. save for the house mm-hmm. that we're hopefully getting, <laughs> you know? Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm so excited for your house. I'm living vicariously through Tuesday. your tours. Tuesday, huh? we're going to go look at that house that I saw. The house is beautiful, Daniela. Yeah, I know. I really hope there's so much interest in it too because it's of the price market. Point. The market's insane right now. It is. So stay tuned. Price. Maybe we get it. Who knows? If not, it's fine. We keep looking. But we should do. Um, a, we should do a novena. We should. Everyone do that. Saint Joseph. Just yeah. I still have Saint Saint Joe still lives in my cabinet. Oh, does he? My yes, still I still has have one. It. It's in my grandma's room. Little Saint Joseph. Yeah. So, gotta pray to Saint Joseph, guys. If you're Italian, you know. Yes. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I personally haven't done anything extra like 
maybe go out and do like an Uber or DoorDash or like any other things to create extra income. But I know that we have a lot of friends in the community that do end up picking up these things in the summertime, whether it now Instacart is a huge thing, right? It was a huge thing during 2020 with the pandemic. And I think it's still going to carry over. I feel like when I go to Whole Foods, there is just, you know, Amazon employees everywhere pulling stuff, right? Like it's just nuts. At the Whole Foods near me, the entire like back wall and the side is just filled with lockers. Yep. Pick up. It is just nuts to me. So there are lots of opportunities that you can step outside of reselling and do, and do these different things. Um, even if you want to stay in the reselling realm and something that Lori and I don't do often, but probably should look into it on occasion is hard goods, electronics, books. Yeah, I loved that in the notes. I mean, I've actually, so I am this week, one, my big push is Facebook marketplace. Oh, nice. um, you know, because I do work with Vendu and that's a new um, marketplace for them. They're in beta right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, a video with them, which pushes me to kind of get into these markets. So um, I am going to jump into my American girl stuff that I, that um, a lot of it, a lot of it is bulky. And so mm-hmm. it's stuff I don't want to ship. I have like kids treehouse and I have like the yeah. carriages and this like just big stuff. Um, and so that is going to be my test this week. And I mean, it's like, well, the video deadline is this day. And so I don't really have a choice, but I'm excited that it's going to push me because Facebook marketplace has been on fire for a lot of people. Yes. And um, so I'm really excited to test the waters. Like Jay has a couple of days that he's working outside of the house this week, which is Perfect. rare. And he's going to be gone. Angie and Rocco are both working employed. So like, I think I might have a couple of days where my house is quiet and I am just going to go ham, as they say, yeah. on listing for, and it's going, it's going to be all American girl stuff. So I'm kind of excited because different. <laughs> To go off of that, it's actually really smart to start listing that stuff now because a lot of people who are on a budget or just in general start Christmas shopping in July. July and mm-hmm. August is a big like start to Christmas shop thing, whether people do layaway or, you know, they know the hot items are going to be or what their kids are talking about and they try to snag them now. The So fun fact, if you've ever worked in retail, you know that the summer months are the best time to pick anything up because generally the prices are not as inflated. Now, if you like watch things in the economy, everything's inflated right now. But at Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Typically, you can get really good deals on stuff. And now this is secondhand and people might be looking for things for grandkids, nieces, nephews, daughters, sons, whatever it is. Yeah. This is the perfect. And then even if it's not, if it doesn't sell now, it's in place for back to school in fall, which is really the heyday. And one of the other things that I'm working on is I I did send two boxes out to FBA. I did a little dance at um, UPS when I got there and it's a huge ramp up for Amazon. Um, Now's the time. Prime Prime Day is coming up. Uh, I think it's the 21st. Did they announce it? Well, today's the 20th, so it might be the 20th, or is it the 24th? Hold on. Prime Day. I don't know. Don't Please don't quote me on that. I'm not sure, but I know Prime Day is coming up. Prime Day and I know 21st and 22nd, so tomorrow and Tuesday. 
Oh, okay. I thought I saw a post somewhere. And then like Walmart is, is going to be competitive. So, oh, this is great that this episode will come out on prime day. So look for the deals. Um, But if you're an Amazon shopper, people are, if you're an Amazon seller, excuse me. um, And and you're better than me, you are sending stuff in right now. Or if you are selling items for sale by merchant Mm -hmm. instead of, I, I do my stuff fulfilled by Amazon just to, to have less stuff in my house. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, those are, those are all things to be thinking of. And I do have a very good friend who was terrified of the summer slowdown, who this is her main income. And um, I haven't really talked to her all that much because she is in the zone. She is listing 15 items a day, cross listing to both platforms. Um, Amazon, oh gosh, eBay and Poshmark. And I mean, she has just been killing it because she's like, I, I cannot have a summer slowdown. And I think because it's like summer slowdown is a thing anyways, and now it's compounded by the fact that people are now out and about, it's, I think it's going to be like a double whammy personally. Yeah, I agree with um, you. Even myself. I mean, I'm out shopping more. I'm looking elsewhere. I'm, you know, I'm shopping a little bit different because I can, like, I'm excited to go out and not have to wear a mask and know that I'm fully vaccinated and safe. And it's a literal breath of fresh air to be outside now when it was like kind of dreaded going anywhere with the masks and just the, just was a different experience. Summer last year was really tough. If you live in New England, you know, it is humid or even Florida, anywhere on the East coast, it is just humid here. And Mm -hmm. with that mask, it is difficult to do anything. It is very, very difficult. So yeah, it's definitely freeing, right? To be able to do all these different things. I, you know, I even found myself like going into the TJ Maxx's and Marshall's and like adventuring to the at-home store and like all just all these different places that I couldn't really go to last year. I think a lot of people are working on their homes right now. I mean, um, you know, there's, there's shortages on used cars. There's shortages on lumber and yeah, there's, Think about all the things that people were just waiting to do, and now they're digging into all of their projects. I mean, on a good note, to be like for positive stuff for the summer slowdown, bathing suits, um, dresses are selling again for me, nice shoes. Uh, people are looking for the vacation clothes, um, you know, so you can, all the, all the things that have been sitting um, are now potentially going to move because people are, I mean, I'm selling a ton of shorts. I'm selling a lot of bathing suits and I'm selling dresses, which, you know, if you asked me a year ago, I wasn't even picking up dresses. Yeah. Same. I'm actually picking up way. I was just going through my pile of things I need to list. I had like 15 dresses I needed to list because I'm just picking them up because they're moving for me right now. Yeah. So why not? I'm going to grab them. Um, on the flip side of summer stuff selling people are also starting to buy fall stuff so like this also plays into um if you're experiencing a little bit of a summer slowdown start thinking ahead to fall and winter and a lot of those items are marked typically lower at this time in the thrift stores or they're discounted if you're going to consignment stores nobody wants to look through winter coats right now right so pick that stuff up now get yourself ready put yourself in a good position use this time to build yourself up so that when everyone else is kind of frantically trying to catch up to that and like, okay, I gotta start listing fall and winter stuff. You're already there. I sold four sweaters the last three days. So Mm. people are, people buy things year round, but you know, just being proactive and thinking that way, thinking like a retailer basically is the way you need to start thinking when you have this business, think like a retailer. What, what are retail stores doing right now? Getting ready for the fall. Right now is like 
back to school. Mm-hmm. Back to school. Then they'll, once back to school happens, you'll already automatically see Christmas. Like it is just mm-hmm. one to the next. And that's just the way it goes. And during Christmas, you start to see New Year's resolution and it's just how it happens. It um, just happens so fast. It does. It does. But right now, if you really want to, you know, think of things that you can do for yourself, think ahead, think ahead. One of the things you wrote here, um, as far as the suggestion goes, is to, you know, if you're looking to save on your budget is to shop from your home and not try not to be out so much. I mean, I feel I'm feeling the clutter right now because, you know, I have my thriftless February. Well, February was a few months ago and it's been so exciting to be out and be able to thrift. And I, I mean, the thrift stores have been kind of fire for me lately and outside. Yeah, of Boston. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what, I don't know if it's just cause I, I, I don't know what it is. You hit it real I'm, good this past week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They've been really good. So um, I'm, but I'm finding myself behind that eight ball again, like yeah. the piles and like, Oh, I got to get this box out to the real, real. And Oh, I got to list those bathing suits. And, and I feel like this would be a really good time for me to, unplug for a little bit and just stay home and, and clear things out of my house. Um, but then I also feel like when you're at the casino and things are hot and you keep gambling, like I keep wanting to go back to the thrift store. Yep. That is my, Oh, I'm a little stuck right now. I think what I'm going to end up doing to get ahead is to hire Caitlin. Now that school is out, I might have her pick up a few extra hours if she wants them. Like right now she only works nine hours a week. Last week she only worked six. So I have some money put aside because I have budgeted her for 10 hours a week. Um, So I think that um, I might see if she can do maybe like 15 hours a week um, for, you know, even if it's just for a month and get those extra 20 hours or so um, to, to help get ahead. But I, I just think there's so many ways to get inventory that you don't have to go out to a thrift store, especially if your sales, you're not making a lot of sales or your usual amount. Right. You hold on to Good that time money. to relist. Good time to cross post. Like there's I do so think there is things. that like, um, you know, toolbox of what to do when times are slow. And this may be a time that people have to tap into that and reach down. I think there are so many resources out there. Um, regarding just being a creative reseller. Uh, there there are so many people, you have your Amazon people, your eBay, your Poshmark, your hard goods, your clothing, your jewelry. Like, I just feel like there's so much. And right now is yard sale season, yeah, which is really exciting. And we didn't have a lot of yard sales last year. Wow. So I think people have a, a lot of stuff they're dying to get rid of right now. Oh my gosh, today we, we were driving home from visiting Jay's dad and my dad and um it was like, there was a sign free on the side of the road. And I said, I know it's Father's Day, but please turn around, please. Like there was a rack of clothing, like hanging on a rack, like nice. So he turned, he's like, seriously, Lori, can't like, I'm like, just turn No, I around. can't shut it off. We need to go. <laughs> he's like, you're going to be 20 minutes. I'm like, Jay, it's like a five foot rack. I'm going to be 20 seconds. Like, this is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, there was a, there was a North Face jacket. There was like a Urban Outfitters new with tag dress. Um, there were like placemats for Anthony's apartment that the Sonoma from Kohl's brand new with tag. Like I came home a dress that I just showed Angie and her boyfriend. She's like, Oh my God, I'm going to wear that into Boston, a Zara dress. I'm like, what the hell free on the side of the road today? Yeah, it was crazy, but more freaking stuff I have to process. 
well that's the other thing too but i think like you can get free donations go around your house i just cleaned out my closet my bureau and my dresser and i was like how do i accumulate all of these things i do this twice a year how do i accumulate everything how does this even happen and i i mean for me it's thrifting because stuff well, just that's like my problem now because i thrift so like, oh, this fits me. Mm-hmm. great this fits me great and and i and i maybe wear it a few times and i'm like all right enough like cut it out. You don't need to keep doing this every single time, but I do. It helps me rotate my closet in a way that I enjoy. Um, cause I do like to buy new clothes for myself and this kind of like, well, I'm saving the planet and buying myself an outfit all at the same time. Like the, the way I, I try to justify it, but I need to like slow my roll with it. I got two thread up bags. Um, don't ask me how, but I got them and I can't get oh, any oh, oh, to, oh, you're going to fill them up. Oh, I filled one complete, like I filled like sweaters that I didn't wear last season either. And I'm not going to wear this upcoming season. I threw everything in there, especially if we move in the next couple of months. I don't want to worry about all the, mm-hmm. like, I just want to get rid of as much as I can. So it's mm-hmm. easier in terms of pack. Right. Um, and even things. And then I started going through my totes and I didn't finish. So I have this bag right here that I started. Um, and then I have to go through all the totes and just whatever hasn't sold in the last year that I'm just done with is going to go into the thread up bag and call it a day. And that's how I use thread up. It's like my donation type process. Um, and I filled up two boxes for the real real. So like, I'm trying to like move things and make money that way. And there's just so many different ways to do it. Another thing I want to say is if you are like a hobbyist and you craft or you do something along with like, maybe it's knitting, maybe you upcycle, whatever it is, there are so many like artesian, I'm sorry, artisan um, events. There are fairs. There are so many things that go on locally or in neighboring um, towns, cities, states, whatever it is that you can go into. And mm-hmm. if it's affordable, like around here, the booths aren't always the most affordable, but yeah, I always wonder if people really make money at those things. I always feel like the food people make the most money. Food. And if like you, if you already have a very well-known like company brand and following. I feel like if you already had a very well-established Etsy shop and people know that you're going to be somewhere and it's local, they're going to show up. Um, There's one like vintage fair that I go to every year and it happens twice a year and it's called the Profound Market and it's in Massachusetts, typically Mm. in Western Mass. And um, I just went this past, not, uh, not last week or the weekend before, whenever it was. And there were so many people from Etsy on there and it's like, it's mm. so great to walk around and see all that, you know, but some booths. It's so nice that crafters have Etsy now. Cause you yeah. know, you go back 15, 20 years. It's like, they were just peddling their stuff at these fairs and it could be, it could be hard, you know, $600 for a small, no way, $600. So like you, you, it depends on the type of fair that you're going to. This is a very well-known one. And there's a lot of big time vendors that go to it. So you mean you're paying that price, but you're getting exposure. So I guess you kind of have to write it off as a business expense if you're smaller and say, this is really for exposure. Like this is, if even if I- That's true. Much more of a networking thing, especially if people have that online presence, you know, that they can, they can refer people. Right. So there, if you're a crafter or you make lotions or soaps or candles or whatever it is, maybe you like upcycling is huge right now. There was an enormous vendor there that had all upcycled clothing. And I loved every single piece. Couldn't afford anything because it was like $150 and up, but they were beautiful pieces. Yeah. Um, so there is there, there's that way that you can do it. And like we said before, switch your categories. Sometimes it's just a matter of going into a different category. I mean, honestly, all this is great, but I, I feel like for me, I just, I would need to go back to basics, like yeah, re- that's- just stay home, 
not thrift as much, mm-hmm. grab the inventory that I have, tweak listings, like all, all the stuff without, without really investing in anything, yep. even leaving my house. I feel like I could, I could, you know, really buckle down. And I think after my new England series, I'm going to have to, cause like this month has been slow. Um, but I don't know. I haven't really been as focused on like pushing like the sales so much. I feel like I'm, I'm going into a, a little different direction lately. I don't know that probably a topic for another day, but but yeah, like if people, if you're looking at your bottom line and bills need to get paid. Yeah, then there these are options for you. You gotta get creative. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like you don't need to necessarily worry so much about the money coming in, then this is the perfect time. And this is what I do too. The same as you, Lori, is the relisting, the looking at, you know, different categories. How can I fix this, this uh, item that's listed, you know, going through my totes, kind of like cleaning house and, and just kind of taking that time to Hmm. realign. Because I always equate September with a new year. Like I kind of feel like I want to, um, and I didn't so much last year because everybody was home and it was, it was just so weird. And maybe I'm really feeling it again this year. Like mm. I am that nerd who in June can't wait to get my planner because it starts in September. And I, I remember like waiting for, at the time I used to order Erin Condren yep. planners. I was really mm-hmm. into her planners and they would come out like mid June. And um, I've been seeing a lot, like I've been, I'm an ambassador for passion planner and I've been getting their emails and they're like, Oh, fall launch. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I haven't even thought about my planner because it's just a different, it's just been such a different year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm like, I'm looking forward to September and it would be really nice to have a little bit of a clean slate, like have everything clean, ready to go into quarter four, like, you know, shake out the cobwebs, I guess, because we've all been kind of in a rut. Well, from a home, from a just being yeah. at home thing. I don't know. I'm only speaking for myself, but. No, yeah. but I agree with you. I, I do think that everyone's like refresh period is different. And for you, it's always been that late August, early September has always been your refresh because it makes the most sense. Your kids go back to school. Like there's a lot of that that goes into it where for someone else, like for me, it's typically like January is my refresh, but I also do like a mid-year refresh, which is always like the June, July time. And then yeah end of the year, I kind of like see where I'm at. And like, I, I kind of do like check-ins, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I check in with my business, which is good to do more than probably the amount of times that I do it, but whatever. it is. I also think that September just, um, coincidentally for me, I started my business in August of 2018, oh, end of the month. So yeah. So that is like my year end for me. Mm-hmm. That's like completes the cycle for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm coming up on three years, so it'll be it'll it, it'll be interesting to reflect and, yeah. and see where, where things. Now, Lori are. and I also have a monthly download that we did on the Patreon about all summer slowdown stuff. So yeah, that was fun. I thought that was a you did such a uh, Daniela makes everything look so beautiful in Canva. Yeah. Well, thank you. 
so good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So that was that was a fun thing to do. So if you guys are not Patreon members and you'd like to join and be a part of our monthly downloads and special content, we have the link for that in the show notes. So you guys can check that out. Yeah, it's it's five dollars. I don't really pay all that often, but I feel like we've been like into it now for a few months and it's $5 a month. We do a monthly Zoom chat with mm-hmm. all of our Patreons. Last month I missed because of Lucky. I'm so okay. sorry, um, but it's coming up again Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do that. Uh, we do a monthly download. Yep. Um, and we start with Discord. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Sorry, what'd you so say? We have a Discord where, where yes. people... Yeah. like just chat. It's, it's like, um, it's almost like a Facebook page, but yeah. just for Patreons and people are like chit chatting. I need to check in with that more frequently, but I get my, um, I get my notifications via email. Like you're missing a great, great conversation. Um, <laughs> and we have bonus content. Like it's a lot we do for $5 a month. We do, we do. And, um, as time goes on, Lori and I obviously want to grow the things that we do on there. We have some ideas of other things that we can incorporate. I mean, Patreon is a baby for us. We only started it in February. Yeah, we were like really rolling the dice. We're like, sure, let's yeah. see if we can get 10 members. We'd I think it was so March. Happy. So it hasn't been that long. And, it hasn't been that long. And mm-hmm. we have a good amount of people that are on there and people are very engaged and they look forward to it. It's really comforting for us because um, we were happy if we had like Lori said 10 people that wanted 10 people, to start. that was our goal that mm-hmm. was our goal was 10 so and we have surpassed that um so yeah we have different ideas and we would love to grow it but it's it's still in its infancy stage and it's you know I, we're getting into a rhythm with it all so yes yes um and it's always like oh my gosh it's time for our zoom chat like the months just fly by everything flies by It's so crazy. All right. So should we shift gears and talk about Poshmark's um, new features? features? Yeah. So we'll start off. Dump, dump, dump. Yeah. This is the like, (laughs) (laughs) it's not great. So Poshmark um, last week mentioned that they were going to have bulk sharing and bulk offers and all this wonderful stuff. And people are assuming it's automation. Um, they rolled out their video capability on their listings, which was what, maybe a couple months ago? Yeah, I feel like that was, uh, the, the videos came out a bit ago. Not that I've ever done one, but. No, me neither. So <laughs> Lori and I don't do any of this stuff. <laughs> We're just going to throw that out there. But yeah, I'm not saying that that's good. I'm, I, you know, because yeah. I, I've seen some people do the video and I think it looks really cool. I'm just straight up lazy and overwhelmed. Like, I feel like I have so much going on that it's like one more thing to try to learn. I can't fit that in. How do I fit that into my listing routine? Like I, I, for me, I feel like I would use it to like, if there's an item that's extremely flawed or like, it has like specific things that I really need to show, then I feel like a video would make sense. Photos don't do justice. Right. So I like it for that aspect. Um, or like if it's a luxury item of some sort and you really want to show the detail, showcase it all pretty, right? Like, do I do it? No, I probably should. Um, but it's just another step that I have to add into my routine, which I can do, but it's like, it's like anything. It it probably, if we like agonize through it a few times, we would probably be like, all right, this isn't so bad. We can do this. And then we could incorporate it and know when it would be a good time to put a video in, um, but I just don't think we've just haven't created that time in our schedule to do it. Um, no, and we don't model. I feel like if you model your clothing, this is perfect for you. Yes. Because retailers do this. Nordstrom has done it. I love the video feature when I'm shopping. Yeah. 
I love it. So it's a good feature. You know, we just, I'd be curious if you guys want to like, let us know on our Instagram page of which features you're all using and finding to be helpful, you know, because I can see where the video would be cool. Yeah. And I think Poshmark got the idea from the the bigger retailers who have been doing it for a while. I feel like video rolled out maybe over a year ago on Nordstrom. I feel like I've seen it for a while on Nordstrom. Revolve does it sometimes. A lot of like the, I don't know, what would you call them? Um, mid-tiered, I guess. Mid-tier stores. Yeah. yeah. Mid-tier designer stores are do have been doing it. For I mean, a- Amazon does it a lot too. Yeah. Yep, well, yep. I've seen Amazon do it a lot for um, demonst- demos, you know, like how to how to install this ink printer and they kind of take you step by step or, yeah. you know, That's so a great point if you're yeah. selling electronics. Yeah, demos can, can be very, I mean, I think it's very useful. Yeah, I agree. So mm-hmm. we're not using it, but maybe you guys are and let us know. The other feature is stories, which I've never, and that was last year, but I've never used it in Poshmark. It's not really new, but it's one of the newer features that are supposed to make Poshmark more interactive. Never used it and probably never will, to be honest with you. Um, it just doesn't interest me. I mean, it's one of those, the only thing about those, and I will say, I think my friend Lisette from um, Posh is My Purpose. Posh is My Purpose, yes. I think Lisette uses it. And I will say, so I'm just going to say two quick things. I've noticed, um, I think that Lisette has used it. And I notice it because not many people do post to their stories. If you are one of the few people who does, I think that you'll get noticed. Same on the same token, um, I notice a lot on YouTube if people do like the little blurbs. I've only done like one or two, mm-hmm. um, but they'll post like in their stories basically on YouTube, and it will be like a little bit of a commercial or just some sort of a check in with people. Um, I have seen friends do polls on YouTube and um, it really stands out because not everybody uses the feature. So it could be something that if you want to go that extra mile, it is a way of standing out because they are accessible to us and not many people are using them. Yeah. I don't know how long they'll be around or, I mean, they're here. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they want to be a social app. That's their whole thing, right. Is to be social. So I get why they did it. I just, I don't know. I feel like the traditional reseller doesn't see the purpose in it. So I, I, I get it. I get why people don't use it. And I understand why people would use it. I, I see both sides. For me, I just think it's another step. And I think we yeah. are creatures of habit. And so maybe new people right. um, who are just getting started are like, oh my gosh, this feature is really cool. Like we, I used the filters when I first started, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Because we didn't, because that's just what we did. Um but now, you know, maybe if you're a recent adopter of the platform and you just see it and you, you don't have any prejudgment or you don't have a system already in place, you'll just dive right in and make it part of your routine. I don't know if it's just because we've been doing it for so long that we're just stuck. Maybe, maybe, or maybe we just don't see the value in it that other people do, which could be it too. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. It's hard not to say if it's valuable if we've never used it. This is true. Right. I'm making an assumption that I don't think it's valuable. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm biased, I'm, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. Cause I, I put a fair amount of time into Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Me Which too. doesn't really make me money. So, you know, at least if you put the time into stories on Poshmark, stayed off of Instagram, you could be more productive and make money. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. it's a thought. <laughs> could be a good one. I look at both sides of it, right? Yeah, we do have to look at both sides of it. So it could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but right now we're not using it. So But I think the I think the 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 biggest one that has been the most talked about has been um Poshmark's version of bulk sharing and bulk offers and whatnot, because, you know, if we've heard one gripe about Poshmark and, you know, is the, the tedious task of having to share your closet in order to be put at the top of the search. I mean, that is an age old gripe with many, many of Poshmark's users. There's just no reason for it. There's no reason. I mean, I, I, again, devil's advocate, it really didn't bother me when I first started and it did get me super engaged on the app. And I was very invested in becoming a brand, like an ambassador before I even, you know, I just, that was just a goal for me to shoot for. And, um, it definitely got me following people, sharing my closet, learning the app. Um, you know, I don't check eBay as often. I just had a heart to heart with a friend who's on eBay and she's like, why, why are you not putting as much effort into eBay? Because it would be a fraction of the work you're doing. Like, what is the it mental block? Be. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, different. I, it's, it's not different, but I do think that Poshmark mission accomplished with Lori Tata because, I was that person who was share and it wasn't excessive. I wasn't like following a million people or sharing my closet a gajillion times, or I wasn't like obsessive about anything, but I, I bought into it, I guess, early on. And I, and I, I am still very in tune with notifications and, and that sort of thing because of it. And then it just got to a point where it was just too much. And I think that's the real disconnect is for people who go past that hobby level, who want more from this business, who want to grow who want some sort of leverage as a bigger seller or um, not privilege, but just, you know, if, if you are dedicating your career to Poshmark, <laughs> um, it would be nice to have some sort of tier, you know, like that, that, that you're a higher rated seller. I mean, they have the love notes and the stars. So, I mean, that's one rating. Um, they don't really matter though on the platform. It's not like eBay. Right. Like I know if I have to cancel an order, if I, if I sell the same item on eBay and Poshmark, which I can't remember the last time that happened, but I would cancel Poshmark in a second over eBay because there are consequences to, Absolutely. but that also makes me more apprehensive about using eBay because I'm, I'm more free flowing on Poshmark because there are, there are different, the consequences aren't there, you know? So but I mean, generally, just to go over what they do for for what they're considering bulk sharing, and I don't think either one of us have the feature. No, yet, I, I we are always the last ones, Lori. I feel like it's on purpose. Yeah, I never get it right up front. So my friend Deirdre um, from Moonstone Love mm-hmm. on Instagram did a really great demo, like the second it came out, and I shared it, and then a lot of people shared yeah. her demo. Um, so if anybody wants to check it out, if you don't have it, um, Moonstone Love. I don't know if there's a boutique at the end of that. Um, but anyways, Deidre did a really good job with her thing and you're basically still clicking. So instead of clicking twice where you click and then share, 
you're clicking one, da, 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 da. you're clicking as many as you can, and then you're sharing them all at once. So it's eliminating one of the clicks, but it's not like it's not one bulk sharing. It's not bulk. It's not bulk. No. It is, it is um, cutting the time in half, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess if it's one click versus two, but it is not bulk. And I still have 1,283 items in my closet and that would be ridiculous. And I would end up in a brace again, which is what happened to me before. No, I mean, and I'm sure I'm not alone. Let's think logically about this. Okay. If this, if reselling is your, this is your job, this is your career, this is your livelihood. Why would you ever want to share 1200 items on application? Why would you ever want to do that manually? I, I just physically can't. I was, I was in agony at like, you know, and then my dad took over yeah. as people know. I mean, I shared every step of my right. journey with right. sharing. So um, think about that. Like, yeah, I just, I just be couldn't spending do time listing, photographing, whatever it is, whatever part of your business that means the most to you to make you that money is what you could be doing. So why, and if you don't want to get rid of sharing Poshmark, that's fine. You don't have to get rid of it. But if you want to do something called bulk sharing, then it needs to literally be. Actually be. Yeah, it was a little bit like, I, I appreciate that their effort. The I do. But I mean, I feel like they're getting more criticism than anything else. So it almost feels like it was rushed or it just wasn't, maybe they should have just called it something else, like one click sharing or like, you know what I mean? They, they. So, something besides bulk as because as we know it bulk is bulk is something where you press one button yeah. highlights everything like if you're going to delete all emails <laughs> you know you go to your delete junk all. mail you <laughs> delete all and they all go away that is bulk and that that's automation and correct harmless and you know my big intrigue is now that everybody's finally talking about posture va posture. and thank you to the pioneers who talked about it before everybody else and kind of opened the door for all of us to talk um, but now that everybody's talking about it and, you know, setting their thing where they're setting, uh, offers to likers to go out automatically, Poshmark has, has to have seen. Of course they have. That's why they, they launched this when they did, because I, I have a feeling this was still in production and they noticed probably all the Pasha VA stuff going out because you know their people follow this. Oh, of and course. And we're like, okay, we gotta let we gotta we gotta put this out now. We gotta put it out there so people think that we're and trying like- to get ahead of it or whatever. I mean, honestly, I feel like they should partner with Pasha VA because Pasha right. VA has this figured out. Like, yes. and they're working on so many new features, and there's a lot of different things that they want to release that are gonna help resellers. And put them just like analytics is definitely is definitely something that they're working on. Like there's just so many great things that they're working on. But it shouldn't, in my opinion, automation coming, shouldn't be bad. It shouldn't be coming from a third party. There's it no should, reason for it. I mean, you know, even so, you know, if you look at, but then, you know, I think the fine line that Poshmark walks is being that easy platform, like the flat fee for shipping. People bitch about it, but then it's like, well. It's really easy to ship through Poshmark. I mean, do I want to charge $7 to ship a t-shirt? No, I think it's crazy. Um, But it's also super easy for me. And then you can do discounted shipping and, you know, work your price a little differently when you're, when you're factoring it in or for every, I don't, I, that's kind of like it balances out, you know, for every t-shirt you ship off and somebody has to pay extra on the t-shirt, you're sending a pair of boots that they're getting and they're only paying seven, whatever. So, so 
it will lose some of its simplicity, but I mean, it seems like, you know, on eBay, we pay for our stores, Daniela. We don't even use the platform like we use Poshmark. I know. (laughs) And we still pay the $20 a month or 24, whatever it is for that second or third step. Mm -hmm. Like we're not even on the basic. And so maybe they do that. And then, you know, your power sellers on Poshmark get some reward for giving 20% of their profits. Like, I I don't know. Do you think Poshmark is releasing this as like their free version of, of some type of auto-sharing? I would never problem with that because I pay for Posher VA. Right. So I I would pay for eBay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would pay for it. But I I think it will be very hard to be as good as Posher VA. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, they've been working on it for a long time and they've been working out the kinks and they communicate with their people and they're affordable. And my big thing, when people first started talking about automation, the reason that I like, I didn't really go public with it. I mentioned it a couple of times on my YouTube channel because I, you know, I've, I didn't, I don't know. I, I am on YouTube and I feel like I am living a fishbowl because I am up for a lot of criticism Mm -hmm. based on the things that I share. But, um, Oh, where was I going with this? I mean, just to be honest, I've been using Posh for VA longer than Lori. So yeah, you told me about it. I told Lori about Posh. I was using a different service. Yep. So I've been using automation for well over a year and um, it is a big part of my business. And I notice a big difference when I don't have yeah. it on. And the I mean, I that- thought of like sharing on my own now. I share my closet three times a day. And I just watched somebody say that they set their max to 9,000. I had mine set at 6,000 shares because I thought that's when you could go to posher jail. So (laughs) I just upped it to 7,500 just to- I think it's 10,000 that puts you in Poshmark jail. No. I think, but I don't know. I mean, I I, I honestly don't know because I don't share enough to hit 10,000 even if I tried. Um, But the reason why that I personally like Posher Bay, besides the sharing, if you take the sharing piece out of it, is the offers to likers feature. That's how I make the majority of my sales. Mm Mm-hmm. So I love that feature. So bulk offers is, I know Poshmark is putting that out as well. I haven't seen what the bulk offers offers look like. Have you, Lori? On Poshmark or yeah. Posher VA? Poshmark. No, I haven't seen I it. haven't seen either, but I know this is something else that they're they're going to be releasing as bulk offers or they already released it. I don't know, but I haven't seen anything on it yet. Um, but with Posher VA, that's, I mean, there's also features to go in and do an action of actually sending out a bunch of bulk offers, like you set the parameters. So I have my general offers to likers that happen every time someone likes something, every 10 minutes, an offer goes out, right? Then I can go in and create an action and it's, um, I can I can do 35% off with free shipping or something. And I set a parameter that I need to be making at least $40 on an item or $20 on an item, mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? Like I take my average cost of goods into into account and you can exclude items like there's just that is automation that's bulk offering that's sending that's running a sale in your closet i mean that is what i'm i'm doing a video on that particular feature not the 10 minutes offers to likers because i feel like that's like the first one that people kind of adopt which ironically i just started doing that i was really really sending my offers because i typically give more than 10 percent, but i decided that if I bulk it and in, in have it automatically send the 10% at the end of the week, everybody would have gotten a 10% offer. And then if I go in and manually do 20% or just 
crank that dial to 20%, then it's going to hit all the people who got the 10% offer and it will go out to more people. Mm-hmm. And then it, I might get the sale then. So I thought, why not? I never do 10%. So I thought this was kind of an interesting test, but I have to say my sales aren't great with the 10%. So for me, I do 10%. And if anything, it's a conversation starter, the 10%. Sometimes it works, but usually it's someone ends up countering. I probably would have ended up sending on my own. I've literally only been doing it for like three days, Danielle. I've been doing manual sense. So the the, the thing that I have done that I've had great success with, and this is what I'm doing a video on specifically with Posture VA, is that feature you just talked about with the action. Um, I set my thing to anything over 365 days. So anything that's over a year old, and then I offer 50% off and I do that like once a month. And both times it's resulted in mad sales for me. The first time I did it, it was like seven or $800 over the course of two days. The last time I did it, I mean, the first time we did it, you figure it hit everything. Like, so now I'm doing it a second time and it's only been like six weeks in between. So it's only those six weeks of items that are now over a year. So um, this time I think I had 13 or eight, 13 sales in one day, 20 in two days over the course of the 24 hours. And I don't remember what the number was, but like it, and then of course it, your store starts going crazy and the, that's when the algorithm kicks in and then you start making full price sales and all that stuff oh. happens. But that feature has been fantastic and right. you can actually run a true sale in your closet by using Which it. Is something that maybe Poshmark's working on behind the scenes, but if you, you are now a public company and there are just certain things that you're going to have to adopt, whether you like it or not, and it may go against your, what your traditional belief was in the beginning when you first started this company, you're going to have to do something to keep sellers on your platform that are high volume, that do this full time. Because when you've got eBay, I have a sale, a promotion, something going on in my eBay store all the time to help generate sales for me. All the time I can, you know, I can do um, like right now I have free shipping on anything that's $50 and over. Okay. Plus mm-hmm. I'm running a promotion where do you see what's going to happen right now, Lori? Do you see the cats right, right now? Just yeah. <laughs> there we go. Right. Um. <laughs> so funny. I get such a good view. You do. You get to see everything. Sorry guys. <laughs> but um, I also then have another promotion going, which uses like 20%, 25% off of everything in my store on eBay. So I've got two things going at once. I could never do that in Poshmark. Never. Right. So I love the effort. I love the, um, we're going to try really hard to give you guys selling tools. Give me, give me more data. If you want to really help me, give me more data. Like and I feel like we're ragging on Poshmark right now, but it's just, it's constructive. I haven't heard that expression in so long. That's so funny. Well, I mean, it's true though. Like this is constructive criticism. This is, this is unique. I mean, but, but honestly, like here we are, we're both saying all this stuff. It's still our main platform. So something is What's keeping wrong us with us. Well, no, I mean, this is maybe their social platform is working. Like maybe it is still know. our main platform. I literally had a therapy session with an eBay friend and she's like, what are you doing? Like, and she was very helpful. She's like, I want to understand your why. I want to understand why you would rather share your closet than do this over here. Like why that still remains this little foreign entity. Yeah. And I, I mean, so here we are like talking about it yet. I mean, we're not doing anything about I'll it. have a $5,000 month on Poshmark. $5,000 sales is about my average. Yeah. And I'll have like 800 
on eBay. Yeah. And that's just a, that's just because of what I am or am not cross posting. When I had my big push, the very first month in that, those first 30 days, I did 1850 on eBay. So think about that because I was listing and it was still a, I still never had more than like 400 items at one time over on eBay to my 1250 on Poshmark. And I did 1800 with 400 items. So imagine what I would do with 1200 items over there. And if I was like feeding it as consistently as I feed Poshmark, but I still don't. So I don't know. Riddle me this. I, I really don't know. I met 460 active items on eBay and I think I have 517 on Poshmark right now. So I'm almost, You're almost pretty close. You're pretty, pretty close. close. I'm nowhere near that. Yeah. I mean, but this was with the help of the VA, like in order to get everything over there. You know what I mean? That's like, true. That's, that's true. Then that doing the VA. For me. That, that's what I did. Then doing the VA and I'm, I'm I have to go through everything on eBay, which is what I probably would hire my VA to do at this point. And match everything that's in Poshmark and make sure that it's on eBay and like literally go step by step and see. But just in the last 90 that's days, a big job. I've made $1,926.09. This is gross, obviously, on eBay. In just 30 in, days? In 90, day, 90 days. But oh, in 90 days. But most okay. of this was made in the last three weeks because I've actually, the last month, really dedicated time to make sure that everything that I'm putting on Poshmark is going on eBay that same day. Like I have made that conscious effort and I'm, and I'm seeing the difference. Like things are selling at full price. Things are mm -hmm. selling quickly. Like things that I'm listing within a, like a week, they're already gone and I'm deleting them out of Poshmark, not deleting them out of eBay. So, and I know the benefit of being on eBay. I know, I, I know there's people, more, there's, yeah. there's way more. more I have a question for you, Daniela. Are you yeah. using stock photos on eBay or when you cross post, are you removing them? Cause that slows me down. Like, it's just yeah. not a, it's just not a cross post as is mm -hmm. do my little extra things on eBay. It's, Oh, do I want to use this pot? Like, do I want, I, is this one of the brands that flags the stock photos? Should I move it and not make it my first photo? Do I take it out completely? I've been just taking them out completely before I put them over. So my VA just puts them over because I haven't really given him guidance as to what to do. And I generally go in, like if it's Lululemon, um, I'll go in and then I'll remove it or remove I'll them. like push the stock photo to the end and like make a notation in the listing. And I haven't gotten flagged yet on eBay. I, might, I probably will. I probably should just remove it altogether, especially Lululemon. Um, some things have stock photos and um, a lot of things don't. So I'm working on getting most of the stock photos out for eBay. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important because then, then, then you get the dings and then you fall low on the totem pole. And there's a little bit of fear with me, not fear to list over there. I'm not intimidated by like the listing process you over have there. To start on eBay. Huh? You have to start on eBay and then put to Poshmark. I mean, I did start on eBay. I was on eBay for no, years. I mean, like start your listings on eBay. Oh, I see. I start them in Vendu. I do them all in Vendu. Yeah. So then just, they're ready to go. I mean, they're ready to put go. them on eBay. <laughs> this would That's make it. A lot of sense. All right. I think our audience is so sick of me talking about eBay, my eBay goes, <laughs> um, but, but anyways, mean, we're not thrilled. Huh? We're not thrilled with Poshmark when, and their features right now, but maybe this is just preliminary and they're getting gathering data and things will improve with time. Maybe Poshfest, there'll be something that they were something. 
right? I'm excited for Posh Fest. I mean, this is, this is definitely like, I feel like the rollouts came and I think my expectations are so low that I never get really disappointed because I, I truthfully, I don't, I don't say this with any malicious, like to be malicious or sarcastic. I never expect to be excited ever. So I'm never disappointed because, and it's just like, ah, I see the feature. I don't get fired up about it. And I just kind of keep doing doing. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't phase me. I think the first, like, I love the 595 shipping. I love yeah. that. That's relatively yeah. new. Yeah. Um, obviously um, offers to likers was newer when I first started, but I've always had offers to likers, which I love. Like I can't imagine the platform without offers to likers. So they have done in, and, and actually I think eBay copied them on that and did the mm-hmm. offers to watchers. I think yeah. Posh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Poshmark had it first. I am not sure. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But I also like the, the other details you can include like a skew, like the cost. I use that cost feature all the time. All the time. So that's, that was a game changing feature for me, but funny enough, if you're an eBay person, you think, oh my God, it's like, it's like when you're starving and somebody throws you scraps, you're so appreciative because like, that is the minimal thing. You you can't even put your actual amount. You have to round to the nearest dollar. Like you which can't is even, awful. <laughs> which is so crazy from like a, a like a books point standpoint. So like, yes, it's great, but still it could be so much better, right? But I remember That's, when we got that feature, my accountant was, was so happy. Yeah, I'm sure your accountant was happy. <laughs> it's just one of those things, you know, if you want to roll out these cool features, great. But like, start with the basics and give everyone real analytics. I think that's really what it comes down to at this point. Like, you're trying and we appreciate it. But if you really want to help us, then give us the real data that you have that you just won't formulate a dashboard. Yeah, and I, I don't know why. But I mean, it's it's uh-huh. weird that they're cool with giving all this business. Oh, I remember what I was going to say about automation and why I wanted to start talking about it in the first place is because there were people who were ripping people off. Yeah. And then there were companies like Posture VA or even the little one that I used before Posture VA, which was really primitive, but it was in it very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. It basically just shared, but it couldn't bypass the captcha. It couldn't yeah, send offers. It was really primitive, but I was still such a relief to be able to share my closet. That was the first one that I used. But the reason I started talking about it is because, and I think I've said this before in the podcast, that when I was um, doing um, my one-on-one consultations with people, I can't tell you how many people I talked to who said they were paying $150 a month. Yeah. Someone to, you know. the company that shall remain nameless. (laughs) Yes, so that they could stay within the boundaries of the rules for Poshmark. They didn't want to break any rules and somebody took advantage of them. And then they were spending $150 for somebody else to click their automation to have. Yeah. So that was what struck a chord with me very early on. So I started, you know, I was like the person whispering in the back because I didn't want to say it out loud, um, you know, on my platforms. And now it's just God, like this cat is never going back in the bag. Neither is yours. (laughs) What are they doing? Yeah. So that was really motivation for me to talk about it. I was still talking about it kind of privately, but people would DM me a lot and I'm sure they would, you know, you as well, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of how the, the conversation for me started was I didn't think it was fair that, you know, because people were afraid of upsetting Poshmark, they were being taken advantage of by certain companies, people, whatever. 
and charging like $150 for these people that are just trying to get their Poshmark business off the ground. That's a lot of money. Yes. It's just crazy. And I mean, so anyways, that, that was my thought. Automation could be its own episode here. Like there's so much we can say about automation. And I was in the same boat. I never publicly said anything. I still have yet besides tonight, really publicly say anything because it's just one of those things where, you know, people want to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it, but you know, I just, it's just a part of my business. The way that I think about it now too, is like, well, we're not supposed to use stock photos either. And I use them all the time. And, and so like, and stock photos, you're actually taking from someone's work. Like we're not like stealing from anybody in automation. You know what I mean? I almost feel like stock photos are worse than I don't almost feel. I do feel they are, but, but then there's like, well, do you use them and stay competitive or so either enforce it across the board and don't let anybody use them Mm -hmm. or let, you know, and then, so what, what's happened on Poshmark basically, if people aren't familiar is like, it's certain companies that will come after you. Yeah and take your listings down. Like the North face took a listing from me, um, on Poshmark or eBay. I can't remember. Um, I don't think I put it up on eBay. I think Poshmark may have taken it down because I think it was a current piece, but, but anyways, um, yeah. So certain companies will take it down and then others don't. That's also a Poshmark community thing that stock photos became heavily used. I feel like the early adopters are the ones who use a lot of stock photos. And, and you, when you came on the platform, it was almost like in order to be competitive and make your closet look pretty, you had to have the stock photos. That's where you're at. And I mean, the, the, the tricky part of the stock photos, not to go in a totally different direction, but um, you know, I do believe that when people buy wholesale, in some cases, they are given permission to Probably. use the stock photos, Probably, but then that's like, well, that's not fair. And how do you it's, know who bought it? I don't know. And I mean, is eBay really like, well, send me your documentation that you have permission to oh. use this. And within any given pallet or wholesale order, is it across the board? Like, I don't know. Are, are all the Nordstrom band, brands, you could use theirs, but like their house brands you can, but can you use good American stock photos? Can you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like so many so it's very, the, the waters are very muddy with that. So that's kind of how I'm thinking about automation as far as like, well, if Poshmark is going to shut down one person, they're going to have to shut down. Thousands, <laughs> thousands. And the majority of ones they'd be shutting down the ones that are bringing them the most money. So I mean, that's the way you kind of have to look at it. And it's, you know, it's really, it's a really fascinating topic. It is. Um, and I'm and glad that it's, your own. you know, whatever you want to do, if you want to do automation, cool. If you don't, that's fine too. Like you can hire a student to do it. There's all different ways to do it, but. Well, I mean, depending on the size of your closet, when I had 200, 300 items, it didn't even bother me to share. It was like, I would have my coffee and share. It was like, it was a little bit of a ritual, you know, it didn't bother me, but then, then it did. Yeah. And then all right. <laughs> well, that's all we got today. It was a lot. We we were thinking this episode would be like 30 minutes. Here we are, an hour and a half later almost. Oh, it has not been that long. Danielle. It is 9:51. But did we start talking right at 8? Uh, I guess at 8. It was a little after 8:30, but either way, we're oh, like word. over yeah. an hour. It's fine. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. <laughs> um and you're still with us and if not, get it. <laughs> we totally understand. understand. Come back later. Yeah. Come back later and and join us. But uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate you all. Thank you, friends. Bye. Bye. 
Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. This is just a reminder that Thrifters Villa's Patreon is officially live. You can find us on patreon.com backslash Thrifters Villa. It is just $5 a month where we're going to offer you bonus content, extra episodes, a free downloadable a month, and live events. So make sure to check us out there and we will see you next week.